Tēnā no mai, haere mai, my name is Will Appleby and you're listening to Animal Matters. Last week, the New Zealand Animal Law Association and SAFE filed legal proceedings against the government for their failure to end rodeo events. We'll cover the recent history that's led to this landmark moment and why these two groups are seeking a decision from the courts. And two aquariums are facing trouble. One has its lease coming to an end and the other is in dire need of upgrades. But should aquariums have any place in Aotearoa? Animal Matters is brought to you by Safe for Animals. We release new episodes every week, so make sure you subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or whatever your favourite podcast platform is. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at safe.org.nz forward slash animal matters. July 20 started like any other day for most people in Aotearoa, but listeners and viewers of the AM show on TV3 and Magic Talk Radio would have tuned in for the following news. Animal welfare groups NZALA and SAFE are taking the government to court for not banning rodeos. Here to tell us more is... Once again, the New Zealand Animal Law Association and SAFE are taking the government to court. Specifically... They've filed proceedings against the Minister of Agriculture and the National Animal Welfare Advisory Committee for their failure to end rodeo events. NZALA and SAFE say that rodeo activities violate the Animal Welfare Act 1999, and it's the second time the two organisations have filed court proceedings to challenge a code of welfare. We've spoken about it at great length on Animal Matters, so you'll remember NZALA and SAFE took the government to court last year for their failure to ban the use of farrowing crates and mating stools to confine mother pigs on pig farms. The announcement last week was big news, which garnered the attention of most of the major media outlets and stirred a lot of excitement amongst anti-rodeo activists and animal advocates online. Rodeo events have been incredibly controversial for some time now. Direct Animal Action, Animal Justice League, SAFE and many other grassroots animal rights organisations have organised protests at rodeo events every summer for years. Anti-Rodeo Action, Farmwatch and the Anti-Rodeo Coalition have infiltrated various rodeo events across the country to film what happens at these events, bringing to the public the unfiltered, unglamorous and cruel display that occurs at rodeos. This footage regularly gains airtime in the national media, and the Rodeo Cowboys Association have made efforts to ban high-definition cameras from their events in an attempt to shut down this public disclosure. Concern about rodeo events predates 2015, but that was the year that SAFE, the SPCA and Farmwatch joined forces to launch a petition calling for a ban on rodeo events. The petition was presented to Green MP Mojo Mathers in March 2015. We've got the SPCA, Farm Watch, vets have come to support us, and actually we just hit 60,000 signatures. Lots of signatures came in at the last minute to support us. So with that many signatures, how hopeful are you that you'll be successful in having them banned? Well, what those signatures do is they will get us a meeting with the government. And as I said, the evidence really shows that these animals are really distressed. And once we're able to show the government that evidence, we're hopeful that they'll listen to us. The following year, SAFE and the SBCA commissioned a poll from Horizon Research, which found 59% of respondents supported a ban on using animals in rodeo events. Just 25% of those surveyed opposed a ban. 
A ban on rodeo should have been inevitable, but before the Primary Production Select Committee had even finished considering the petition, the then Minister for Primary Industries, Nathan Guy of the then Governing National Party, poured cold water on the idea, telling the media that rodeos are an important part of New Zealand society. And then the disappointing decision came from the Primary Production Select Committee that they would not recommend a ban on rodeos. Contention over rodeo continued though. In 2017, Anti-Rodeo Action released footage from that year's Mid-Northern Rodeo, which showed rodeo cowboy Derek Robinson illegally using an electric prodder on two collapsed and distressed steers to force them out of a chute into the arena. This was a clear breach of the Rodeo Code of Welfare, and a complaint was made to MPI, who investigated. The MPI inspector in charge recommended that Robinson be charged, but MPI instead issued him with a warning letter. This formed the case for the New Zealand Animal Law Association to take a private prosecution against Robertson, because MPI would not. Derek Robinson was found guilty last year and subsequently fined. In a New Zealand legal first, a man has been convicted of breaching animal welfare laws at a rodeo. The landmark case had to be brought privately because the government chose not to prosecute the man. After the initial incident in 2017, SAFE called on corporate sponsors to drop their support for the Mid-Northern Rodeo as well as other rodeo events, which led to an exodus of big-name sponsors. Foodstuffs, LJ Hooker, Meridian Energy, House of Travels and many more all confirmed to SAFE that they would no longer be sponsoring rodeo events. In March 2018, the NZALA published a report authored by barrister Kat McLennell titled The Legal Status of Rodeo in New Zealand, which concluded that rodeo as it operates is unlawful. She said that events such as calf roping, steel wrestling and bull riding are all in breach of the Animal Welfare Act's prohibition against ill treatment of animals. Further to that, she said electric prods, flank straps, ropes and spurs which are used to force animals to enter the rodeo arena and provide a spectacle for onlookers by repeatedly bucking also breach the Animal Welfare Act, which requires that animals be handled in ways that prevent injury and reduce pain or distress. In 2018 though, we had a new government. Labour had come to power and Labour MP Mika Whaiteri was the newly appointed Associate Minister for Agriculture with responsibility for animal welfare. This was the first time there had been a minister responsible for animal welfare, but much like Nathan Guy, she also poured cold water on a rodeo ban. This was disappointing and surprising because prior to the 2017 election, which saw Jacinda Ardern lead the Labour Party to electoral victory, Labour MP Trevor Mallard committed the party to banning some of the cruelest aspects of rodeo, including the use of flank straps, electric prods, spurs, tail twisting and calves under 12 months of age. However, his appointment to Speaker of the House ended any say or responsibility on the matter. Later in 2018, the National Animal Welfare Advisory Committee provided a report into rodeo to the Minister. The report stated that all rodeo events taking place in Aotearoa except one have either moderate or serious animal welfare concerns. But nothing changed. Rodeo continued, and the following 2018-2019 rodeo season saw its highest death count in years. Four animals were killed, which included two in one day in Gisborne. 
one of those Gisborne deaths wasn't made public until weeks after the event, which prompted some animal advocates accusing the Rodeo Cowboys Association of a cover-up, an allegation that the association strongly denied. The 2019 Mid-Northern Rodeo saw a massive clash between protesters and spectators. Animal activists who were peacefully filming the event were confronted with aggressive bullying from angry fans who pushed, shoved and threatened the group. The 2020 Mid-Northern Rodeo was cancelled due to financial difficulties, no doubt thanks in part to the loss of corporate sponsors. Despite all the evidence, the public pressure, the legal and animal welfare reports, scandals, prosecutions and public pressure, rodeos remain. Despite its previous promises to regulate rodeo and its commanding dominance of parliament, the majority Labour government has never been in a better position to outlaw rodeo. Yet Agriculture Minister Damien O'Connor has towed the line laid down by his National Party predecessor and allowed the status quo to continue. In their announcement, SAFE CEO Deborah Ashton told media last week that the government has been too slow to take action on rodeo and NZALA President Saar Cohen said that it's time to ask the court for guidance on this legal issue. It's going to be a while before a court date is set, which could be sometime next year or even later. It's exciting though. This could be the beginning of the end for events that animal welfare experts have widely condemned as cruel. And for the NZALA and SAFE, I hate to say it, but this isn't their first rodeo. Deborah Ashton said it best on the AM show last week. Deborah, we're going to leave it there. So what? So you're going to go to court. You have been to court previously. So what happened with that one? Didn't work out. We won. Zoos are a common target for animal advocates. For obvious reasons. They keep exotic wild animals in captivity, far away from their natural habitat where they become habituated to human contact, to such an extent that they're wholly dependent. They can never be released back to the wild. And that's assuming it's a zoo with good care and facilities. There have been countless examples of animals confined to barren, metal and concrete cages where they suffer from isolation, depression and the stress of boredom. But what about aquariums? Well, if you think about it, they're pretty much the same, except they're specialised in aquatic animals. And they're not without their problems. Two aquariums have hit the headlines in recent weeks. Port Marlborough told the EcoWorld Aquarium in Picton that their lease would not be renewed, which was due to end at the end of July. EcoWorld's director John Ruman told Stuff.co.nz that the potential closure was a death sentence for a lot of their animals. He said most of the animals can't be relocated. They can't be released, they can't fend for themselves, they can't feed themselves, and they can't defend themselves from predators because after living at the aquarium for 20 years, they've lost all of those skills. The decision not to renew the lease prompted staff to desperately save the aquarium from the looming closure by planning a sit-in protest. A petition hoping to reverse Port Marlborough's decision has also gained over 5,000 signatures. EcoWorld's director described the port's decision as a bolt out of the blue. But comments made by the port's chief executive, Reese Wellborn, suggest it all isn't what it seems. In his first interview since the announcement, Wellborn alleged that EcoWorld director John Ruman was using his animals as pawns in his game. Wellborn said the port had discussed the possibility of extending the lease some time ago, 
However, EcoWorld wanted different terms that were entirely favourable to them. The port thought that was unacceptable. Attempts by the port to sit down to talk with EcoWorld about how they would exit once the lease had ended had also been thwarted. The port had also been told by Manafenua, the Department of Conservation and the Zoo and Aquarium Association that the aquarium could be cleared without its animals being euthanized and the animals could be released or rehomed. Essentially, what this boils down to is a tit-for-tat civil dispute between two parties and the animals are caught in the middle of it, completely vulnerable to powers outside of their control. Further up north, RNZ reported last week that the National Aquarium of New Zealand in Napier requires a multi-million dollar upgrade to its facilities. The shark population is suffering from repeat injuries and illnesses due to the poor water quality and unsuitable enclosures, and the aquarium's closure for the resident turtle, Terry, is widely considered inadequate. RNZ found that while most of the TripAdvisor reviews rate the aquarium favourably, For 10 of the last 11 years, tourists have also logged onto the website to express unease about Terry's existence in the aquarium. In August 2018, the Napier City Council said the government was chipping in $350,000 to prepare a business case for upgrading the aquarium. The council was putting in $1 million toward the pitch. The business case found that the aquarium's infrastructure is much worse than the council expected and the standards and expectations for animal welfare are struggling to be met. San Francisco Aquarium Design Experts EHDD supported the business case, and they were scathing about the current setup. But last month, the council announced the government wouldn't be contributing the required funding, which is now to be in excess of $70 million. Financially, things aren't looking good for the aquarium. Financial statements provided to RNZ show that in the 2020 financial year, the aquarium's expenditure was over $4.2 million, but its revenue was just $2.2 million. It's essentially the same song with different lyrics. Financial constraints and an inability to keep up with facility improvements, maintenance and upgrades means that the animals are completely vulnerable to powers outside of their control. Both the Napier and Picton Aquariums are reasonably good case studies for how keeping animals in captivity is a fraught endeavour. It's extremely difficult to provide for all the habitat and behavioural needs of wild exotic animals when they're kept in captivity. Some zoos and aquariums do much better than others, but for my money, nothing will compare to the real thing out in the wild. And once you put animals in captivity... They are now wholly dependent on humans to care for them, and their ability to care for them indefinitely. An animal's welfare does not care about the economic or social environment, or whether the bills can be paid. And for many exotic wild species, once they've been habituated to human contact, it is very difficult to release them back to the wild. And if your mission is conservation, far better to commit your assets and resources to supporting those wild species in their natural habitat, where they can roam, breed, and thrive. Thank you for listening to Animal Matters. This podcast is brought to you by Safe for Animals, New Zealand's leading animal rights organisation, and produced by myself, Will Appleby. 
Make sure you subscribe to stay across animal matters on whatever your favourite podcast platform is. If you're listening on Apple, please leave a rating as it helps other listeners to find the show. Until next time, Matewa.